This is Jimmy Burns from Melbourne, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show where we talk about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, I'm going to give you a phone number. Nobody will use it, but we might use another way later. But here's how you get in touch with the show. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com. Or on the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. It's the third Tuesday of the month. And then the first hour and in the first interview segment, you know what that means. A visit from barbecue icon, barbecue cooking class instructor, TV show host, and the list literally goes on. Stephen Reichlin will be joining us. Stephen wrapping up a wild two weeks out there in St. Louis as he has been taping Project Fire Season 4. So we'll talk to him all about that and how it went down. There were some special guests that were there. We can talk about them and how they came to be, what he had on the recipe table, anything that he did local. I questioned him about it last month. Maybe a toasted ravioli, an ooey-gooey sponge cake or butter cake or whatever the hell it is they call it. Did he have anybody from Pappy's around? Things like this. Then we'll move 35 past. And joining me, of course, none other than one of the co-founders of one of the most outrageously and easy-to-use live fire cookers on the market. Thought we had both of them, but it's going to be one of them tonight. Amber Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker will be joining us. So there's something new to talk about as it relates to Pit Barrel. Not only has the Pit Barrel Extra Large or the PBX been out, been very successful. The first run sold out. If you go to the website right now, can't get it. Sold out. So we'll talk to her about, obviously, the great reception that it's been into the market. When we might be expecting some more PBX. And there is a new product to talk about as well, or a new accessory, whatever you want to call it, that can help those of you that have a specific style of cooker now dip your toe into the pool of the PBC experience or the pit barrel experience. We'll talk all about it. Hopefully, I've teased you enough. You're wondering if you have that special cooker 
to allow you to dip that toe into the pool. We'll see if you do at 35 past the first hour. Then we'll move to the second hour where we will find, of course, a visit from quarterly guest, creator of the uber-successful Hey Grill Hey website, Susie Bullock. And I believe there will be a Todd Bullock sighting as well. And we'll talk to her all about Thanksgiving. There will be an overriding Thanksgiving theme, of course, throughout all the guests here this evening. But specifically, we'll be talking with Susie about Thanksgiving. She's well-known for live fire, well-known for family, mix them all together. And, of course, there's going to be live fire Thanksgiving mania going out there in Utah. So we'll talk to Susie and Todd about what they plan to do, some traditional stuff, some non-traditional stuff. Susie was also a part of something else that we're going to be talking about with my first guest. And I'm just laying it very general right now because I just don't want to give up the ghost. So we'll talk to her about that. You don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe you do if you follow Steven's social media. So plenty to talk about Susie with. Plenty to talk to about Susie. Hmm. How do you say that? We're going to be talking a lot of live fire stuff with Susie when she appears 14 past the second hour. How about that? Then we will go to the bullpen segment. And coming out of the bullpen, none other than the president and owner of Primo Grill, Nick Bauer, will be joining us once again as we close out 2021. Last time we had him on, not only was the rotisserie out, the lift hinge was well-received, the air dampers top and bottom were re-engineered out for sale as well, so you could retrofit, but there were some other accessories that he was talking about. They're finally here. We'll talk about what happened, what the holdup was, how he was able to overcome those hurdles, if you will. And now we will talk about all those new Primo accessories just in time for the holiday season. How about that? So, Stephen Reichland, yes. Amber Glanville after that. Second hour, Susie Bullock, Todd Bullock from Hey Grill Hey. And we will close it out with Nick Bauer Primo Grills. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat for a live video feed of the show. Go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also, YouTube slash RD Rempe. And if you want to ask questions this evening or you want to get in on a different way, you can do it through the Clubhouse app. Download it on your phone. Find me. There's a live audio feed right now. If you want to ask questions to some of my guests, I can mix it in that way. I'll be trying my best. So get on the Clubhouse. We'll also be joined by Nick Bauer from Primo through Clubhouse as we've been doing the last couple weeks. So look forward to that if you want to jump in. Listener feedback from last week's show. Dennis in Colorado, Greg, what a show, all capitals. Your interview with Tim Shear just hit home for me. I never knew Bill Arnold, but of course, have bottles of his sauce, that being Blue Sog. Hearing his story and fight against cancer really hit home. Tim did his barbecue brother right. Very amazing memories. Regards, Dennis. Dennis, thank you for writing in. I know what you're talking about, of course, and why it hits home for you. I'm sure it hits home. For a lot of other people because cancer a sucks and it is quite prolific in who it affects i don't think anybody doesn't know somebody that has had to battle cancer in some form or fashion and whatever layer of knowing that you know this person 
outside of somebody directly within your family. So, Dennis, appreciate you writing in. Jack in Kentucky writing in. Greg, I have been a fan of Shake and Bake barbecue team for a while, but I'm even a bigger fan now after listening to Tim Shear. Remember his friend and mentor, Bill Arnold of Blues Hawks. I don't think I would have the balls to show up that soon after losing someone I cared so much about and do an interview like he just did. I can't respect him enough for doing it. Thank you, Tim, and thank you, Greg, for a great segment. Regards, Jack. Jack, you are 100% right. In fact, I wondered as I put the invite out to Tim if he was going to be in any real shape to actually want to do it. Tim is a man. He is somebody that shows up, puts in the work, loves to promote in a good way. But I absolutely questioned if my asking was going to be a little too soon. If you wanted to wait a week or hell, even a month, I would have done that. Absolutely. But I wasn't going to be interviewing anybody else on Bill Arnold other than Tim Shear. So I would have waited as long as he was comfortable waiting. And he turned around was it two or three days after Bill's passing and did what was obviously a very tough segment for him. And we all know why, but I can't just like you, Jack, I can't respect Tim enough in how he showed up and how he eulogized the bill introduced us to him. For those that aren't familiar, maybe you're just familiar with the brand. You didn't know how it got started. Did a great job of talking about that story as well. And hopefully you also listen to the best of, where I actually interviewed Bill Arnold back in 2011. Ed in Virginia writing in, Greg, I love blues, hog sauce, and charcoal. I didn't really know the backstory behind the brand until I checked out the first hour and the show this past Tuesday. Tim did a great job telling us about Bill Arnold and how he has been impacted by him personally as well as Bill's impact on the barbecue world. Bill should have been voted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame years ago, as you said. Love the show and much respect to Tim for showing up and doing that interview. Regards, Ed. And there's going to be a great debate that goes on, especially if next year Bill Arnold gets voted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. I think while it will certainly be a much-deserved vote in, some people will take that as a slap in the face to a certain degree because Bill was alive this year to be voted in. And why would it take what some would be perceived as someone's passing making that be the hurdle that gets them over into the barbecue hall of fame for instance dave in michigan upon tuesday's recommendation i ordered a jug of blues hog original and tennessee red they arrived this past thursday and holy smokes they are delicious thanks for the heads up and i would encourage anyone that hasn't tried them to order immediately outstanding dave you are right 50-50, 50-50, original and Tennessee red is my favorite combo, and it works great on everything. So thanks for the feedback on Tim Shear's segment, everybody that wrote in. Stephen Reichlin in the green room. I'll talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers before we get to him. The one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself from the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers. Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. 
Whether you're a backyard barbecue fanatic like me or a competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. Known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in the backyard. Big Papa's has 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors remind us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, they are selling cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa's the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, how about that Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer? If you're not sure of what grill you need, call them, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727, or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers. .com. We're back with Stephen Reichlin right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans and accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continuing to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. It's the third Tuesday of a month in the first hour. And of course, that means a interview segment with the icon of the industry, a host of TV shows, which we'll talk about. Creator, the host of the popular Project Fire, which just wrapped season four on PBS author of the Barbecue Bible, amongst the many other books. We are rejoined by Stephen Reichland. Hey, Stephen. Hey, how you doing? I am absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you joining me. And it looks like from as I follow your every move on social media, you've been on a little bit of a media blitz yourself uh, with a live crowd cow a little bit earlier this evening. What would you talk about there? I did. Well, we talked about the new show. We talked about Wagyu beef. We actually uh, devoted a whole show in the new season to uh, demystifying Wagyu. Um, we talked about uh, my books. We talked about uh, turkey, history of barbecue, how I got into it, uh, and, and, and also and especially the new um, Planet Barbecue uh, products that, uh, that I launched last month that are being uh, distributed exclusively by CrowdCow. So that would be our Planet Barbecue brisket, our Planet Barbecue Southern Style ribs, our grilled green corn, and our smoked baked beans to start with. When you talk about demystifying Wagyu, what mystification is currently out there that you had to demystify? Well, you know, I mean, some people equate uh, Wagyu with uh, the most famous, uh, perhaps notorious uh, uh, type of Wagyu, which is Kobe beef from Kobe, Japan. 
Uh, and while all Kobe comes from uh, Wagyu steers, not all Wagyu steers give you Kobe beef. So that's one popular myth. Another popular myth uh, that the uh, steers are massaged, that they're uh, to spread the fat evenly and give them the extraordinary marbling. If that worked, man, we could open massage studios to uh, to sort of uh, take the place of liposuction studios and we all retire as gazillionaires. Um, I also, you know, wanted to explain what the difference is between Wagyu in Japan, how it arrived in the United States, how it arrived in Australia, um, what a hybrid Wagyu is, how it's different than a pure blood Wagyu. And to illustrate this on the show, uh, we did one segment with an A5 uh, Wagyu ribeye from uh, Kagoshima Farm in Japan. St a stunning piece of meat, so extraordinarily marbled, it looked like white lace over a red tablecloth. Uh, then we did an American Wagyu um, uh, beef tomahawks, uh, which uh, me, uh, social media influencer Dave uh, Olson came on the show, and we did a very unusual cook. It was started off as a reverse sear and then ended up with a rapid flip uh, every 10 seconds to put on an amazing crust. And finally, for Wagyu that everybody can afford, uh, we did Wagyu smash burgers. So, you know, sort of the ultra-exclusive, the merely expensive, and then the affordable for everybody. Let me, Is democracy not a great thing? Yeah, absolutely. Let me flash a, a comment from a listener right here. People are afraid of cooking it. Now, I know this wasn't one of the topics that we were going to be hitting on here, but we might as well run down the rabbit hole here for a few seconds. Do you agree with that? Do you think that people see, whether it's an A5 or some type of an American Wagyu, and then they see the price tag and inherently fear builds that if I get it and I screw it up, I've wasted a $70 steak or a $100 steak, or in some instances, a $250 steak if you're getting a three-pound A5. That's some serious coin to mess up. You bet. Um, so uh, I, I understand the apprehension, uh, you know, sort of the same way I felt the first time I put a porterhouse on the coals and cooked a caveman style. But uh, I'll just share a little tip with people. If you're using, if you're trying to grill a, uh, a true A5 uh, hyper marbled steak from uh, Wagyu steak from Japan, grill it on a plancha. Don't try and grill it directly over the fire, because if you do that, you're going to melt out all that luscious fat and it will just catch fire and be wasted. Whereas if you grill on a plancha, and you can add wood chips to the coal, to the fire if you want to add a little whisper of smoke. Um, but if you grill on a plancha, the meat cooks in its fat. Uh, you don't lose as much fat. You won't get flare-ups. And then uh, afterwards, with whatever fat uh, remains on your uh, plancha, you can grill bread. Uh, I did uh, onigiri, uh, Japanese rice cakes, grilled mm -hmm. in Wagyu fat. Which is, um, you know, if you ever have to choose your last meal uh, before your execution, that would not be a bad way to go. No doubt about it. Talking with Stephen Reichlin from Barbecue Bible, barbecuebible.com, the website, and planetbarbecue.com if you're looking to get some of that mail order barbecue that Stephen was just referencing. So, Project Fire Season 4, this is the TV show, wraps up shooting in St. Louis. You were there for two weeks. And how was it being in what would be considered a cold weather town, A, and also one that would get its fair share of rain versus where you filmed in the past. 
It was fantastic. This was our first urban show. We taped actually at Union Station, which is this mammoth. It used to be the largest train station in the United States. Uh, and it is now an entertainment center, a little bit of a mall. There's a, a hotel attached to it. Bigger until Grand Central Station came along or something like this? I don't know. Dimension-wise, it might be the biggest. All I right. think what happened, you know, as for every, uh, especially a lot of Midwest uh, train stations, you know, the plane and the truck supplanted the train and kind of fell 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 on its heels for a while, um, down on its heels for a while. But uh, it was a spectacular setting. Uh, you mentioned cold, and it was cold. It was freezing. Uh, I had looked at the weather report a week before, and they said, you know, 60 degrees that I can manage. Uh, we had mornings when it was in the 30s. Mm-hmm. So it was really cold. So I tried to look sunny, but, you know, if I look cold, I was cold. Um, cool thing about being in an urban setting like that, we had a lot of local pitmasters on. We had uh, uh, David Sandusky from Beast Restaurant. We had uh, John Matthews from Pappy's. Uh, we had Lauren and Ido uh, Nalich from the Balkan Treat Box showing us uh, uh, Bosnian grilling and Bosnian uh, wood fire bread baking. I mean, it was just incredible experience. As you look back, and I know there's a bunch of, you probably got to go in for voiceovers, there's editing that needs to be done to get this all packaged up and ready for springtime rollout here for Project Fire Season 4, but was there something that happened or maybe two or three things that happened over the course of shooting that really stick with you as being momental or momentous uh, points of the shoot? Absolutely. Well, my absolute favorite part of the shoot is... um uh, the mystery boxes. And you may remember them from last year. I walk on the set, I lift up a box, there's an ingredient, uh, and usually they're trying to, you know, play a joke on me. And I have to figure out in real time how to grill it and turn it into something fabulous. Uh, so I can't disclose what the uh, mystery box ingredients were. There were five episodes we did them, but they were fabulous, really challenging, really fun to grill. So that was one piece that was really fun. Uh, another piece that was great, uh, we did a, a, a show that uh, I call uh, either Influential Grilling or Grilling Under the Influence, something like that. We had three of my favorite uh, social media influencers on the show. Uh, so Derek Wolf uh, from uh, Over the Fire Grilling. Um, we had, uh, uh, oh gosh, of course, I'm blanking out now. but You had uh, uh, Grilling like, Fools? Grilling Fools, yes. yep, Scott uh, was on, and uh, then we had Hey Grill Hey, uh, Susie, uh, Susie from Hey uh, Hey Grill Hey. She'll be on and, in the second uh, hour tonight, believe it or not. Fantastic. Well, please say hi to her for me. Of course. Um, and, uh, and that was really interesting. It was really fascinating. Um, you know, I, I'm sort of an old seasoned uh, TV guy, and social media is kind of what is happening now where uh, grilling on public television was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So very exciting for me. Let's ask the hard hitting questions here, Stephen, and I appreciate your candor out in the front here. I don't question Susie Bullock at all. Proven live fire cook, very successful, huge website, uh, all the accessories that go along with the rubs, the sauces, TV shows that she's been on. Uh, she's finished very well in some of the competition shows. She's also been a judge on some of these shows. So I'm holding her off to the side of media. But these other two guys, over the fire cooking. I don't know who this guy is. I know Scott from Grilling Fools. I mean, he's got huge media. Mm-hmm. But explain to me where the cooking chops really are. And I think it's important for you to give the right feedback here because... 
when you look at the social media presence and you look at the sheer number of followers, certainly everybody would love to have what they have going on. Scott has long been known in this realm to have uh, figured out a way to game the system in order to get the most possible followers that you can get through algorithm uh, hackery or whatever you want to call it. I think over the fire cooking probably subscribes to whatever system that he was running. But outside of that, can these guys really cook? Uh, you know, uh, Greg, it's really about content. That's why I chose them, uh, because these are people I watch, and every time I watch, I learn. And uh, over the fire cooking, Derek Wolf, I mean, he's, he's a, spe- a spectacular and extremely imaginative cook. He, he cooks out of the box. You know, I think about my own kind of approach, and my approach in my life has been repertorial, right? I travel around the world. I re- report on how people grill in different cultures. And he's sort of taking the basics and giving them spins that are so uniquely and personally his and he's really all three of them have have created a style that is cinematographically unique now there's more than uh you know they may be um they may be gaming algorithms but the reason i watch him and i think the reason almost two million people watch Derek is because of his content ditto uh with scott ditto with Susie. i would assume you can't tell us what you guys were making in those if people weren't following you along in social media or are you allowed to give us some hints on what we might be able to expect a lot of meat well well put it this way uh with derek you're gonna see uh chorizo sausage done in a way that is uh both uh, uh brilliant and strikingly simple uh and with scott uh, you're gonna uh, see a way to um to combine a bacon weave uh, with a lobster uh, that is uh, certainly something I never would have imagined. And Susie did a dish that's uh, near and dear to my heart because I have a version in Project Smoke. It was a uh, uh, bacon bourbon apple crisp, I mm-hmm. guess I can. T- and uh, and with each of those uh, people, I kind of did, did my little twist to add to theirs. So uh, in the case of Susie, that was smoked whipped cream. So um, I don't think I've given too much away, but... You know, uh, it's the, the good people on social media. You you watch them. You you, you get these fifteen second and thirty second cooking classes that are just absolutely brilliant. Were you able to glean any social media savvy from them as you were having them on the set, or were they happy to share a little tip or two? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we talk social media. For me, it's a new world. You know, yeah. so I'm I'm kind of at the. Uh, in elementary school, and uh, I was learning from them. I think they were learning from me. And you know, when you walk on, to, especially if you're in social media and you're used to uh, doing your performances in front of an iPhone, to walk on a set with 20 people with five cameras, um, you know, with a food stylist, an assistant food stylist, uh, a uh, a field chef, you know, a director, a sound guy, it's pretty. Um, I think it's pretty uh, pretty impressive slash overwhelming. Oh, but I, I everyone can imagine it would occasion. be uh, yeah. potentially intimidating if you're not used to it, for sure. By the way, I also have to I have to cite uh, one other Saint Louis uh, Lewisin who I don't want to uh, neglect, yep. Chef Russell of the uh, Union Station Hotel, who did an incredible grilled breakfast that involved homemade cinnamon rolls and bacon. And you'll have to tune into the show to see how they went together. But I sure want to wake up to that sometime. All right, again. We'll, we'll be looking for that. That's going to be next spring, of course. That is Project Fire yeah. season four. So we have about five minutes left, and in a week and a half from now, obviously, Thanksgiving is going to be taking place. On the scale of 
favorite eating holidays, where does Thanksgiving rank for you? Uh, probably number one. Uh, possibly really? number two. I really love the Jewish holiday of Passover too. But uh, uh, Thanksgiving, and you know, it's, it's amazing. It's a uniquely American holiday that uh, is built around many uniquely uh, or indigenous American foods. Uh, I say American, I mean you know North America, Central and South America. But that's where turkey comes from. That's where cranberries come from. That's where squash comes from. That's where pumpkins come from. So, you know, many of the foods we associate with Thanksgiving really are the foods of the uh, of the new world best way to do a turkey and how do we want to do it this year well i always do turkey a different way every year it's kind of my little experimental season but um i last last couple of years i've been playing around with spit roasting uh and i love to spit roast if you're in a weber kettle you spit roast the bird you toss wood chips on the coals so you're both smoking it spit roasting it the cover keeps the uh keeps the juices in um and the uh, last year, I think I did, I did it on a Kalamazoo gaucho. So it was an open wood fire rotisserie. Took a little bit longer. Uh, super fun. But speaking of turkey, and by the way, we're going to premiere this on Project Fire 4. Have you ever heard of a turkey rib? No. Is that a real thing? Well, we had a, uh, a local pit mistress named Earlene uh, Williams who came on and showed us how to make turkey ribs. So I'm not going to tell you anything more about it, but uh, watch the show in mm. May and you will experience it. Something cool about St. Louis, they really have their own foods, you know, yes. and it's uh, their own food culture. And uh, they're very proud of it and rightly so. Did you do the ooey gooey sponge cake or whatever the hell they call it? The butter gooey cake? Gooey butter, the, uh, the, the gooey butter cake? I sure <laughs> did. Yeah. All right. Uh, did, did you do toasted ravioli? Not only did I do toasted ravioli, but I actually figured out how to grill it. Uh, of course you did, because anything good did. in the kitchen <laughs> is better outside on live on, fire. On the grill, that. that's Absolutely. Right. That's um, right. uh, for sides uh, this coming or in a week from this coming Thursday, uh, what do you like traditionally, and then what would you recommend maybe outside of the box? Well, traditionally, for stuffing, uh, I go a little diff a bit different. In Project Smoke, my book, Project Smoke, I do a uh, – it's a smoked – bread pudding mushroom bread pudding that that beats any stuffing hollow and stuffing always separate not in the bird because in the bird it steams and if you do it separately you can indirect grill it infuse it with smoke give it a crust uh so i love that uh cranberry i'm kind of a traditionalist with sides but if you want to get a little wacky uh make a cranberry salsa with jalapenos and uh all right let's do this don't disconnect let me bid you a very happy thanksgiving whenever you get to it and we'll direct everybody over to barbecuebible.com. So if you have any questions about what you should be making, that's where you want to go. And then, of course, be on the lookout for Project Fire Season 4 coming out this spring. Next spring. And there you go. That is Stephen Reichlin right there. Almost. Almost. We have to figure out what's going on with that. What we're really going to have to do is pay attention to the next segment with Amber Glanville to see if we have bugs in the internet or if Stephen has bugs. Huh, that sounds weird in a vacuum. If Stephen has bugs on his internet, we'll see how it goes. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Two different lines to choose from, of course. The Choice Line, 
So it doesn't give you all the frills and bells and whistles. Get you a nice, great cooker, saving some money, accommodating a lot of food, able to put it on a patio, no problem. Now, if you want to spend some extra dollars, fine. You get more of a robust build on the chassis, get two internal meat probes, Wi-Fi connectivity, app capabilities, peek in windows, you know, the bells and whistles, if you will. It's up to you. You get a peak and a ledge for models on the Prime. On the Choice Line, you get Daniel Boone. Now, if you're looking for a portable cooker, the Trek is what I recommend. It can go to all the tailgates that you're interested in. You can put it in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. You plug it into the 12-volt outlet in your car, and away you go. Or whatever it is that you're driving. And you don't sacrifice a tremendous amount of capacity for the portability. Go to GreenMountainGrill.com. Find a dealer near you. And then... You will get educated because they only sell through dealers, yes. And then you're you're ready to go. Get it home, use it, you have all the information. Now at GreenMountainGrill.com, they also have rubs, sauces, other accessories, things like this. So be sure to check them out. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Be sure to check out that pizza oven insert. All right, Amber Glanville is in the green room. We will get to her in just one moment. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now's the time where we give stuff away. People give us stuff on the show to give away. No money for you. That's why it's free. Send an email on its way when I tell you to. That's why we give stuff away. Hey, guess what? We're giving stuff away here this evening. That's right. Derek Riches and Sabrina. Oh, dear. Baksh. I apologize, Sabrina. I should have asked. The Complete Guide to Smoking Meat. 100 Smoking Good Recipes for Barbecue and More. Brought to you by the fourth Tuesday of the month regular guest of the first hour, Derek Riches, bristly barbecue journalist, and Sabrina, his wife, who I didn't even know till two weeks ago. This book is not available at this moment. I have an advanced copy because I'm top men in the industry. But you can pre-order if you want over Derek's website, or if you send me an email right now in the subject line, put bristly barbecue journalist. And you're the first one, you get this book. And if you want me to sign it, I'll sign it. Again, subject line, Bristly Barbecue Journalist. For the complete guide to smoking meat, 100 smoking good recipes for barbecue and more from Derek Riches and Sabrina Backish. Again, sorry, Sabrina. Good luck. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets and other stuff. CookinPellets.com is the website for more information or see what else they have. You can also buy the pellets right there. CB and the gang over at Cooking Pellets. My next guest, co-founder of Pit Barrel Cookers. Pit Barrel continuing to enjoy success on many levels. Tonight we'll learn about a new product that might 
make a well-known cooker even more well-known and potentially more successful. We'll also talk about what we might be able to expect from them in the upcoming year of 2022. So we go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Amber Glanville. Hey, Amber. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Great. Can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me? Good. I can. All right. So far, so good. <laughs> We've made it this far. Let's continue to go. All right. Uh, now, right off the bat, because three emails came in at the exact same time, you are going to pick the winner of the Derek Riches and Sabrina book. Does Jose Martinez, Wally Inskeep, or Brian Ashman win? Oh, I just have to pick somebody? Just pick somebody. Brian. Brian. Good job, Brian. Brian was actually the first email in, but I also go by timestamp, and a number of them were at 9.37 p.m., so we have to have one winner. So, Brian, luckily, luckily, Amber likes you the best, evidently. So send me an email with your shipping info and write winner in the subject line so I know how to delineate it, and we'll get it right out to you whenever I get back to the post office, and who knows when that will be. Amber, before we talk about the new accessory that will change the live fire industry forever as it relates to a specific bullet smoker, how is that end grain cutting board venture going? Because I love my end grain cutting board and I'm wondering how it is. It's great. Um, yeah, we launched in June. We missed Father's Day, unfortunately, but um, it's going well. As you know, it's the Ferrari of cutting boards, it's yep. what Noah likes to call it. Um, it's amazing if if you don't have one, you need one. They're they're obviously a high end product. You're not. It's not your. It's it's not your. It's a centerpiece, you know. And we have the three different sizes. We have the the deep wide juice channel that um, is unbelievable because most of the times when you have a cutting board, you have your paper towels and your you know your towels that are underneath your cutting board because the juices are dripping down. At least when you're cooking on the pit barrel. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. All but. the other stuff, <laughs> dry. Look out! No, I'm kidding. No matter how hard you try, but, um, right? Um, but no, uh, it's going well. They're beautiful. Uh, manufactured in Kentucky at our facility there, and um, they're you know it's it's going well. I think the holidays are going to do. It's going to be a great holiday gift. I was going to say, as the holidays are approaching, and it seems now once. August is over. We might as well start talking about holiday shopping anymore. This is going to be right yeah. up everybody's alley if they didn't jump on board or, or maybe it was off the radar because, as you said, just missed Father's Day. This is going to be, if you get whoever live fire cook in your life, this product, whatever size it is, this might be the gift they talk about not only next year, but in 10 years from now. Because, as you say, and I don't know if people can really appreciate without seeing it. This is, as you said, a centerpiece. This is something that you're going to take care of, that you're going to be happy to have out on the bar or wherever it is you're carving meat or put the roast and bring it to the table or just leave it on the table. And I don't know, again, without seeing it, these juice channels are ridiculously accommodating. And on one side of it, it's, it's actually got like a spout. So if you want to take the juice or the au jus, as we like to say, and put it in a bowl mm -hmm. or save it for a dip or whatever the hell you would do with it. You can just nicely tip it over and you're not having to awkwardly try and get it out of it. It just flows out there real nice. So this is going to be the gift of the holiday season, I think. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was well thought out. 
and I'd love to take the credit for that, but that was all Noah. So, <laughs> but he's I'll not here tonight. So let's go ahead and take he's credit. Fired. That's right. He's fired. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Little did he know we fired him earlier today. So we have a new product announcement. So I love the to do barbecue central show exclusive news update. Greg Rempe reporting for the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the city that breaks the most live fire cooking news in the country as it's breaking nay the globe. And we go to California where Amber Glanville from pit barrel cooker is about ready to announce a new accessory. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh my gosh. No. So we launched the, uh, web, the WSM hanging system uh, about a week ago, and it is an 18 inch, if it's the 18 inch WSM, and it allows you to get as close, as close as you possibly could to cooking on a pit barrel without cooking on a pit barrel. So, um, there's a lot of WSMs out there on the market globally, and, um, we would love for them to have the same great experience or at least get close to it by utilizing that hanging system. So we're you can taking see a right look there. at it right here. And it's, yeah, looks pretty simple. Uh, I'm as non-handy as it comes, but it looks like I'm basically ripping the guts out. Do I keep the water pan in there, or everything gets ripped out? Nope, you take it out, and then um, and then you just attach that. It's really simple. I think it maybe takes five to ten minutes to assemble, and then you're hanging chicken and ribs and whatever you want to do in there, and it's um, it's pretty awesome. And it's stainless 60, steel. Yeah, 60 bucks, so it's not breaking yep. the bank by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, this would also make a great guess. So if anybody has a WSM, I get, well, before I ask a stupid question, let's ask about the genesis of the product. I always love to know how business operates. So is this something where a pit barrel cooker owner might also have a WSM and say, boy, I would love to have a similar experience in a WSM, or do you just see this cooker having a decent market share and saying, hey, let's make something to make it more like a pit barrel. Yeah, I think a little bit of both. I mean, you know that, I mean, we have customers that obviously love their pit barrel and they have one of each size. And then you'll talk with people and they're like, I have 25 grills and smokers and and people are, just, it's their hobby. And so there's, again, WSM, you know, they're all over again, globally. The pit barrel's global as well. But we just thought it would be really cool to have um, a really cool accessory that allowed them to, you know, have the same experience. So I think it's a little bit of both. And again, 60 bucks. They're obviously good inventory levels here. I know there's been many folks in different industries that have been struggling here and there, but this is okay. Yes, we have inventory and um, we are we are good. We are ready for the holidays. And I think, you know, for us, our biggest concern is just shipping. So we're telling everybody just get your orders in as soon as possible because there's we definitely, you know, see some delays with everything going on. In this product's regard, if you just have a WSM, is this something that you're hoping people can dip their toe into the pit barrel-like experience and then ultimately graduate uh, into a pit barrel as well? Or are you not really looking to convert? No, no. I mean, I'd love to convert everybody, <laughs> wouldn't I? You know, um, I, I think that, yeah, I think for sure that they would, you know, have that and and see how it works and taste the food and and realize that, yeah, we need to, we're going to move on over to the, you know, the, the PBC or the PBJ or, or the PBX. So 
in regards to the PBX, we talked about that the last time Noah was on, we revealed it. It had been in the works for what seemed to be at least when we had talked about originally well over a year and it finally comes out. Mm -hmm. But if you go on the website now, it says sold out. So obviously reception into the market was maybe better than expected or at least met expectation because you don't have any anymore. So A, uh, how, how did the reception hit in your uh, mind and then when are there going to be more? So that's a great question. Uh, there are more now. We relaunched back um, today at two o'clock. So 2 p.m. Eastern, we went back in stock and it went great. We we expected the launch of that size to go very well and it did. Um, but it's a game changer with, you know, large capacity events, catering, food trucks, restaurants. And, um, and then there's just those people that everybody wants the biggest thing, especially if you're in Texas. They want the biggest the baddest. Is that and where you were getting most it, of your so. requests from? A bigger pit barrel via Texas? <laughs> I will say Texas, yeah, for really? sure. <laughs> yes. They wow. they everything is bigger in Texas that it's just the way they are and I I love it, but yeah. So, yeah, they it's it's gone really well. We're excited to have it back in stock, um especially for the holidays for sure. I wonder as you're game planning that whole thing you have to put in an initial order. Do you try and have these pre-sold to a certain degree or you have such a finger on the pulse of the current customer base where you can say, well, if we order, I'm just throwing out round numbers, 500,000 of them, uh, we can sell half or more than half or we would like to know we have 90%. How do you go about trying to figure out what you can sell as you go to, to make that initial order? Because, I mean, it could flop and now you have a bunch of PBXs sitting all over the place that you can't wield. Sure. You know, I think a lot of it is just customers and reading emails and social media and just knowing what the customer wants and kind of gauging that. We do a lot of forecasting. Um, we do a lot of stuff, you know, by gut. And But there, there is a... a, a there is a method to the madness, I would say. Um, but, you know, being that we sold out, it it did go really well. But as you said, people waited a long time. And I felt bad because on social media and, and customer service wise, people are like, when is it coming out? You know, and we we had to keep pushing it back. Just last year was a crazy year. And um, so we're, we're really excited to have the family complete now. So you're going to think this is a pull out of left field here, but Chris Gorsney writes in an instant chat. I'm from Texas, and yes, I bought my pit uh, PBX today. See? So See? He's obviously one of the people that That's drive right. the Texas uh, barbecue mantra there. That's right. Good for him. Chris, Thank let you for us the know how the PBX work. I mean, if you get one, is this just put in more charcoal and in essence, it's going to cook exactly like the flagship product? It does. And the capacity is crazy. And I mean, we cooked ribs this weekend. We cooked 39 racks of ribs in two of them. And it was funny because we had an event for our son's football game and, and we had to cook for, you know, 250 people. And they all, people walked up, they're like, you're only cooking on two cookers. And, and Noah's like, yep, it's the PBX. So yeah, it went really well, but that's a lot of racks of ribs. As I was talking with Stephen Reichel in last segment uh, and you in the beginning of this segment as the holiday season is here. Are you guys putting together special packages or anything holiday related that people will want to keep an eye out for? 
You know, we are. Um, we have always worked really hard to just keep our prices fair and consistent throughout the years. And it wasn't until this year that we said, you know, let's do some packages. Let's do maybe some, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. So that's my little plug there. We we may have some cool stuff coming up um, for that. I guess it's called like Turkey Five, that, that Friday through Monday. And then we launched our Christmas packages on the website as well. So those are live along with the stocking stuffer packages. So yeah, there's some really cool stuff coming out and um, we're ready for the holidays. As you look into next year, last year was crazy weird for any number of reasons. There was a lot of success in the live fire industry because people were home and cooking and not going out maybe as much as they were used to and started to turn a little bit more this year. Who knows what next year is going to look like. So how are you game planning for that next year? It's it's interesting because as anybody in the industry and in the outdoor industry knows, um, it was very hard to plan for this year. Um, but I think that I think we're going to see some stuff that's kind of normalizing in 2022. Um, so, you know, it's I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's, that's really my answer because I don't really we don't really know what next year holds. From a growth standpoint, it's a great answer. Isn't that a great answer? Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, my my buddy Jim Rome always says he want uh, he, he worked really hard at saying nothing at all. That's right. That's what I like to say. So, for next year and and growth to the products line, is this something where, as a company, you're constantly trying to think of what accessory or what accoutrement can we bring out next that is going to not just to throw it out there, but that can bring value or is this a year where you say, we're not going to worry so much about the accessories, the gear, the swag, blah, blah, blah. We want to get out and drive more channel sales or get into this market or, or this retailer that we haven't been and focus more on that side of things. You know, I think accessories are great. You mentioned the swag, you know, we apparel and different things like that. I think we're going to focus more on accessories that go with the line of cookers. Um, and that's probably the direction that we're going to go. And um, we are, we have things that are in the pipeline already that you just, you know, your mind's always going with new things and different, and we have things that we've thought of for years and we just, you know, need to, to, to do it. So, you know, we're excited to have the PBX here. We're excited to have the WSM hanging system. And, and now it's just, you know, I think adding to the accessory line for sure. Um, so we're excited about that. Anything else going on that you would like to talk about or promote here before I let you go? You know, um, we launched a new GovX discount on our website, which we've never done before. We used to have our uh, custom military logo plates. We discontinued those about two weeks ago and launched the GovX discount. So that is for like military, first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, pretty much anybody. I, I laugh, you know, saying Truck that. Salesman. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um but you know we you know we appreciate them and we want to thank them by offering the discount on our website. It's really easy to do, and um, so that was something that people had asked for for years, and we finally implemented that as well. So we're excited about that, and then really just telling people to get your orders in for the holidays and taking advantage of ordering you know sooner rather than later, so you're not you know dis disappointing your family members because it happens. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Um you guys yeah. fairly traditional Thanksgiving folks. I would assume turkeys are going to be hanging all over those pit barrels. 
Yes, we do. So we do a Friendsgiving every year and um, to, we're doing it this Saturday. And so we're going to do beef tenderloin mm. and a turkey and it, we're going to do one more thing. We're not 100% sure, but yeah, we're always doing hanging something for Thanksgiving. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank for the years of support of the show. Um, obviously, I've spent some time outside of the show with uh, you and Noah and Easton and Max, and you guys are, are great hosts and people uh, outside of the business. But everybody knows you guys, great company, uh, great professionals, and it's just been a, a pleasure partnering with you guys and, and getting to know you, your whole family as, uh, as friends and uh, some of the best people in the industry that uh, I certainly appreciate. So hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Please send my hellos to everybody. And we always say hashtag no cave cow uh, ever since we were there that, uh, that last time. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much. That's really kind of you. And we feel the same way and we love supporting your show and we always love being on the show. So hopefully next time Noah or, or the boys, I mean, they're getting older now. They can, right. we can handle we this. Start right? Grooming them to oh. take over to talk to this old man That's about right. the next level of pit barrel. That's right. They can do it. So no, thanks so much. And hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving as well. And I'll I'll talk to you soon. All right. There she is. Amber Glanville right there from Pit Barrel, pitbarrelcooker.com. PBX is now back in stock, as she said. And obviously, as Chris Gorsney knows, he just ordered his a little bit earlier today. And he said that he will keep me up to to speed as soon as he gets it and how it cooks. So we'll get some firsthand experience there. We are getting ready to move to the second hour, so if you want to join in and ask questions or give comments through Clubhouse, get on the app and raise your hand, and we'll get you up and running. Also, be on the lookout if you have a WSM for the accessory page on the Weber, on the Pit Barrel Cooker website. 60 bucks that could be a great gift this coming holiday season, as we're in the holiday season. Or anybody that has a WSM bullet style smoker, they can get you can get them into the hanging, the feel of the hang, and then they might graduate to the pit barrel. As Amber said, they would love to convert everybody, of course. All right, uh, we will be back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere, the Barbecue Central Show. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Pro, and of course, the all-new Fireboard Spark that we talked with Ted Conrad about last week. As far as the other fireboards are concerned, you can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously, connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring, or connect via the Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. And again, don't forget about that Fireboard Spark. Brand new, it's an instant read meat thermometer has the very quick thermocouple hot measurement system. I can get out of my depth real quick. And it's also a single channel fireboard, but as you're using it as a single channel fireboard, you can also 
whip the thermometer portion out and then take instant read thermometers while it's also giving the one channel. Go back and listen to the interview with Ted Conrad last week and you'll be ready to rock and get one for yourself. 150 bucks. Give me a break. All right. We are pointing to the second hour. We have some great interviews coming up, of course. We congratulate Brian Ashman for winning the Derek Riches book, which is the complete guide to smoking meat. 100 smoking good recipes for barbecue and more. It's available for, for it's available for pre-order right now, but Brian gets his hands on an advanced copy. Uh, Brian, did you make a note if you wanted me to autograph Derek's book? I'll have to look through your email here. All right, go ahead and refresh libations, and we will move to the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. 